Alrighty. Well, welcome to, I think, the second episode of 2020 of Talking Jacks. Um, yeah. A little bit of house cleaning. Um, Alex is taking a personal hiatus from the podcast. Um, he mentioned it on Twitter. Um, I think also shared it on the Talking Jacks Twitter account as well. But yeah, uh, just wanted to make sure and bring that up. Uh, and it feels weird to thank Alex because I've already thanked him, but to thank him on the podcast, because <laughs> if I don't thank him on the podcast, it's not official. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been great doing it with Alex. It will not be the same. Um, I think Chris will do a good job. Um, good segue. Uh, I, I do a good <laughs> job of keeping me rounded. Um, but luckily it won't just be me by myself. It will be, or I will be joined by Chris, uh, AKA the dolphin of the crest. But, uh, yeah, thanks for making this less awkward, Chris. Yeah. Well, I didn't know when to jump in or if I should. <laughs> you just kind of were rambling for a bit. So I figured I'd let you go, man. But Hey everybody, I'm Chris Davis for any of you who may or may not know. Um, I've been good friends with Ben and Alex pretty much from the inception of the pod. I think I've been on like five episodes yeah. previously. Uh, I, I took, uh, went in whenever, uh, Alex got married Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I think it was on like the first or second episode and, uh, me and you interviewed Jim McGinnis. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I think that's the last time I was on this podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I've been on one more time after that, but anyways, Maybe, I'm yeah. really excited to join the pod. Um, it's a lot of fun. I've been a big fan of Independence to Stay One, and um, I went. I messaged Alex whenever you reached out to me, asking me, you know, to help out. And he, the one thing he told me was like he was excited that we were going to do this together still, and just to make sure that you don't declare that we're going to win the cup after we win our first game. <laughs> okay, um, I'll try not to say that. So uh, I, but I am tempted to name this first episode. Uh, we're going to win the cup <laughs> just to mess with Alex. I don't know, but uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm really happy to bring uh, whatever I can to talking jacks and to honestly help learn more about the independence. Yeah. It's yeah. uh it'll be a good season. Hopefully I think, I mean, it'll going off of one game. Yes, we should get yeah. all of the points, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we are a hundred percent for the season. If yeah. the season were to end today, which of course it doesn't, we would be in the playoffs sitting at fifth place, according to Fat Bob. I don't know what it says on, Oh, is that the goal difference? There are five teams. That, there's four probably. teams ahead of us in the East. Yeah. Well, I guess we'd only won by one goal. Yeah. Uh, I don't know spoilers. how that ends up working out. <laughs> I mean, whatever the case may be, but the season is not ending today, but um, the game we are referring to is obviously the, uh, Artists formerly known as Swope Park Rangers, uh, now Sporting Kansas City 2. Talk about a downgrade in branding. <laughs> I was about to say, insert boo sounds here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a good game, I feel like. Uh, yeah. I was really nervous, um, mostly because as much as I was optimistic about what we had, mm. we also had no idea what Sporting Kansas City 2 would have. Yeah. Um so it was I think it was a good game all things considered. I mean, I don't think a lot of teams won on the road this week. I'd like to say that I had that stat handily or heady or ready or whatever the word may be. Mm-hmm. Um He's scrolling through his phone. I'm trying to see. Okay, we were like one of like four teams in the I East mean, that won on the road. I mean, Five teams. Bad. Well, that actually yeah. sounds less <laughs> impressive. There's, there's, less there's what, 16, 17 teams in the East? So, like, that's pretty yeah. good odds. And, and not all the teams that, even played this week. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Considering <laughs> Hartford, Birmingham, and uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Where? Oh, that's weird. Pittsburgh's above a team that lost. That well, they do have less sense. of a goal differential. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Whatever. The standings is stupid at this point of the season. Right. But you, you don't need to look at standings until like June. <laughs> yeah. at Unless least. we're winning the league, it doesn't really yeah, make right, a difference. Right, right. Then, then but uh, yeah, I think early on it was kind of nervy. Mm. I mean, I don't think it was as bad as other teams I've seen this year. Um, I think they, they being Sporting Kansas City too. I hate saying that already. Just um, call them. Kansas City or Sporting Kansas City. Yeah. People know we didn't play the MLS team. Like, yeah, it's well, gonna be alright. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think all things considered, we did a pretty good um, 
didn't I think we had a much better second half than a first half, mm. which was a pleasant surprise. Um, I think yeah, we've more or less been in our history a second half. I mean, team? Not a, well, I was about to say a first half team huh. in a lot of ways. Like we don't nec- we don't tend to have very good second halves. I feel yeah. like, um, but but either way, I mean, that's kind of uh, speculating at a certain point if we don't yeah. have hard proven facts. Uh, in a Google sheet to prove and uh, stand by our stances. But yeah, I mean, like I said, it was kind of nervy here and there. Um, I'm trying to see or remember what happened in the first half. Not much. Well, I mean, yeah, what did you I think? Mean, well, basically what I noticed is they had a lot of possession of the ball. I don't know yeah. what it was at the end of the game, but I think they had like two thirds of the possession of the ball in the first half, which they're really, well, one really Homer announcer and one kind of Homer announcer. <laughs> They were talking a lot about how uh, that's what Sporting Kansas City like to do, mm. all that fun stuff. And, I mean, you know, for me, this this game felt a lot like uh, getting to know this year's version of Charlotte Independence because I mm-hmm. wasn't able to go to any preseason games. And even if you do, yeah. that's not you still don't get to see what's on the final day because, like, I mean, Mayor, correct me wrong, didn't we sign him, like, Friday? Or he was yeah. announced Friday? I'm not exactly sure how long he's been with yeah, the team, was a but I would give it, like – Two weeks max. Right. Maybe. And, and so things um, are constantly changing. I mean, the USL, we still might sign a couple of players before yeah. the season's over with. So this is really just kind of getting to know what the team's going to be like. But it was kind of nerve wracking with them having a lot more of the ball. But at the same time, I felt like whenever we were able to create chances, we created quality chances. Yeah. And I didn't feel like, oh, God, we're going to lose 5 nothing. Uh, big thing, I might have been a little more nervous in the second half, but it was like, yeah, I mean, I never felt like they were going to score as much as were we going to get the opportunities to score. Yeah, I can agree with yeah. that. Like, I feel like, I guess the biggest takeaway from the first half and kind of in general was we were, as I was hoping we would be based on signings and uh, things of that nature, we were pretty dynamic on the wings. Yeah. Um, I think Joel had a pretty darn good all- game, all things considered. Yeah, he didn't yeah. have like a moment where he. I don't really think anybody did like hit a wall and it was we were gassed for the last part of the game. Like Yeah, no, it didn't feel like that. Um, it, it did feel like they controlled more, but like, you know, that, that comes yeah. with having two thirds possession. But I think when we had the ball, we used it we were very we were much more direct, which I think is yeah. something that Jeffries has mentioned um on a few occasions on different publications or oh, yeah. on QCFC or something, or maybe I'm just remembering when I uh Shameless plug. Uh, when I did the tryout and he mentioned he wants <laughs> to be a more direct and more quick and he wants the, the the speed to the speed of the ball moving to be quick, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, I think Gebhard yeah, he was really, really was good. Um, to be honest with you, I was looking up something when the whole exchange happened when he scored the goal. So oh I missed God. everything. I, I that, saw it afterwards, yeah, yeah, afterwards right, right, right. obviously, but... I really don't know what happened before that. Well, um, what it was so. is um, I'm trying to remember exactly how it happened, but Joel had to run towards the ball before it went out of bounds. Oh, and okay. he just lobbed it forward. Yeah. And the ball, like, frankly, Kansas City messed up. Like, yeah. the, the center back and the keeper, like the center back more or less indicated that the keeper could have the ball straight away, but it, it wasn't like a he messed up necessarily, but the keeper – I think the keeper might have miskicked it, frankly. Yeah. But it was like there was just a split-second hesitation. And meanwhile, Gebhard was just running straight for the ball. Yep. So then when the keeper kicked it, it bounced off, I think it was Gebhard's shoulder, and then Something he controlled like it, boom, put it right past the keeper. And it was just so good because there was two of our guys who basically didn't give up on the play. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we got an equalizer. Yep. And that was awesome. And like I kept seeing like tweets about never giving up, all this stuff, and like that went even with the Dane Kelly goal at the end. Yeah. And like I feel like once he, one game in, and we have a little mantra going on because like <laughs> really, if it wasn't for us hustling for plays, because like you know you see strikers running at keepers all the time, and it never works out. Like yeah, two or three times in a I don't know, maybe not even a year, mm-hmm. but like like globally but like you saw yeah. it happen in this game and it's like you know what you might think oh, i'll just kind of jog towards the keeper but not gabbard went for it and because of that we tied mm-hmm. the game in the first half after giving up that own goal yeah and to kind of take a step back to that own goal which happened before of course right right, right. um it kind of just felt like a 
it unfortunately <laughs> reminded me a lot of what happened last year in some ways where mm-hmm. unfortunately they would the, our opponent would have some space on the wing. They'd send yeah. it across, and by God, it went in the back of the net. Yeah. This time, it just – and I think you can touch base a little bit more directly on this, but it, it just felt like Mayer – I don't want to say he didn't know what to do, but he felt like he was second-guessing himself in the fact that it looked like he – I mean, he put a good strike in the back of the net, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but – yeah, what did you see on that goal? Yeah, because like for for context, uh, we're recording this. Uh, the game ended an hour and a half ago. Yeah, and you watched us at Jack's house, mm-hmm. and then drove over here, and then we talked for a bit, and then we jumped on. I don't think you've watched many replays of it. I haven't seen. Any I replays, watched this honestly. replay a, a solid ten times because I was trying to figure out what happened. Uh, I watched from the cover of my own home because I'm a homebody and I had homework to do, frankly. But yeah. um, basically, it looked to me, at least on like on the initial uh, broadcast of it, like he meant to kick that ball. Like it, it the, basically yeah. the cross got in and he meant to kick the ball. I, I wonder if he thought he wasn't right in front of the goal or something. Mm. That, that That's my guess. I don't know. Maybe he must hit it or he definitely didn't yeah. run into the ball and it looked like mm-hmm. he meant to strike that ball the way he did. So I could be wrong. And um, I, if I had done that, I wouldn't admit it. I would be like, Oh yeah, it was just a weird hit. I don't know. But <laughs> To me, it looked like he meant to strike the ball and just didn't realize where he was exactly in the box. I could be wrong, but that's was my impression of it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that. I think it just it just felt um, like a defensive lapse. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, in a lot of ways. Which I mean, there's a good cross like by this, them. Yeah, I, I mean, it was the only mistake of the game, really. Yeah, I mean, that. that's one thing with a player that, that he is. All of, oh, Flat Bob's not going to load for me. He's a teenager at some point, I think. He's a teenager? Maybe he's 20. <laughs> I, <I'm very laughs> he's a youngin, <laughs> according to the soccer goose. Yeah. Well, he, he's a uh, rookie. He was drafted second overall by Nashville this season, and they mm-hmm. loaned him to us. So, yeah, he's he's new. This was his first ever yeah. professional match. And to be honest, other than this moment, I didn't really see a lot of mistakes from him. He had some good defensive plays on yep. the day, and I was happy that he was in the lineup. Yeah, I think he, other than that moment, which of course alienating that or taking that moment away from everything else is easy to do, but I think he was pretty confident on the ball. I don't think there was ever a moment or many moments, I'll say, where Hugh or Brandon passed the ball to him and then it felt like he just got rid of the ball really quickly. Like he just had to get the ball away from him and he made a mistake. So that was good to see. Um so confidence in a lot of ways, it looked like he he wasn't a liability uh, in a lot of ways. And I think mm-hmm. he, he provided some long ball passes uh, or some passes up the field that were mm-hmm. good. Um, and yeah, I think all, all things considered, he was – and he's just huge. Yeah. I mean, he's a big boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I think that's – it provides us – well – it makes it so that we have a pretty tall back line. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hughes, six, four, six, I, three I plus, something like that. He's tall. Yeah, he's tall. He's taller than me, so I know that's pretty tall. And I think, I think I've seen Jack Mayer is like around that height too, if not right. taller. So, like I said, tall guys. Um, well, I think that's a staple of talking Jack. Shall like yourselves some tall players, right? <laughs> we like our players tall. Um, but yeah, he also had a. A, a, a moment was it in the first half on the set piece yes you're okay. talking about like um where he almost redeemed himself and scored a goal yeah yeah, yeah. no it was great uh i want to say it was like right before the end of the half something like or, that yeah yeah and like uh enzo had a free kick from it wasn't half field but it was pretty deep yeah and um he put it right on i think i couldn't quite tell because it was a little like i'm pretty sure it was dan kelly's head mm-hmm. and um dan kelly at first, I thought may have mishit it when he headed it and it fell to him. Yeah. But on looking at it again, I think it was intentional because mm. Mayer immediately ran over to the left goalpost, more or less. And, you know, uh, Dan Kelly got the ball like on the right and he headed it. And he was, I feel like he was looking straight at Mayer when he did mm. it. Yeah. And then Mayer had it right there to just strike it in. But the keeper just made a fantastic save. He made himself real yeah. big, got in the way of the shot. Yeah. Um, and of course, it would have been nice to see 
Jack um, redeem himself in a lot of ways, but yeah. I think... I mean, I don't know that he necessarily need to redeem himself. I mean, that's what I said. But yeah, like, yeah. You know, it, it happened, but that would have been beautiful to to have two goals on your debut, even if one of them wasn't, you know, a preferable yeah. type of goal. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? To get the a, a goal for the good after the fact would have definitely felt like, okay, well, that happened, but I made up for it. Yeah, and I think... Was there anything else in the first half that kind of stood out for you? I mean, I can't... Not that I can think of. I remember... Uh, Honestly, I don't remember his first half or not, but I definitely remember you yeah. two having some great moments dribbling the ball. Yeah, he had a few moments. Yeah, I was really interested to watch him because I didn't know anything about him. Like, yeah, and I didn't. I think didn't you say on the previous episode he was like from the French second division? Yeah, like second or third, mm-hmm. something like that. And he played. I think it's like four years in like non-league French soccer. Right, right, right. So, like, where did they find him? I know that, that that's but, one thing that I'd love to to know from Jeffries is like. How does that happen? I think in brief conversations with him, I think a lot of it comes down to like connections with agents and agents point right. him in the direction of players or whatever the case may be. But, but I think he that's did just such a massive connection, like for someone to be like, yeah, this really good dude in France. You've not seen him play, but here's some film and this, that, and the, like, I just find all that fascinating. How yeah. and like, like, think about it. You're like, you're playing in, you know, one of the bigger soccer nations, you know, popularity-wise and all that, and then, like, all of a sudden you're going to go to a second division team in America. Like, to make that journey, I think, would be fascinating as well, mm-hmm. like, how you make that journey, and I'd love to learn more about it. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. got to be interesting for him to see, like, to just get used to the difference in play style, let alone the... Um, the country and all that. The country the and, like, the level of yeah. play and things like that, because... Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming he's. I mean, he's only been playing in preseason, of course, but like he's really got no barometer of. In like. It's got to be. It, it, I'd be interested to see. Um, I guess what his mindset has been in this, and what yeah. his viewpoint has been on this. But I think overall, he did pretty good for the game in the first half. Mm-hmm. I think there were a few moments where, like he he would press, or he would seem like. Or he wasn't on the ball, and it just he. I don't want to say he seemed lost, but he seemed like he maybe wasn't the most confident mm. in what he needed to do. But but like you said, I think overall he did good. I mean, looking at Fop Mob's ratings, which are scripture, mm. um, they're not really, but whatever. Um, he had a seven point one rating, which is pretty good. Yeah, um, pretty darn good. I it's seventy seven percent pass rating. So not bad. Yeah. I mean, his his one shot of the day was off target by a lot. Yeah, it but was, it was, but maybe he's not a shooter. Maybe he's a passer. Yeah. Maybe he's a dribbler. I mean, and it's just yeah. you get that opportunity. You're like, hey, maybe this will work out. Maybe it mm-hmm. won't. And I think overall, and I guess a kind of a theme, well, a common theme, but something I noticed is he wasn't like a huge liability in a lot of ways. Like yeah. I, I was concerned based on what I'd seen on his highlights and things of that nature that he was going to be way too physical for this league. Like he was just going to be sliding yeah. in the tackles and getting red cards here and there, but he looked, I think the only person who worried me that way. Now that you mentioned that Dane Kelly. <laughs> yeah. That, that one I was really was worried weird. he was going to be sent off in the first half. <laughs> yeah. Like he got that yellow card, which was bad. Like <laughs> that was, he, he went through that dude. Seemed and like then, a frustration. Like, he didn't like calm down after that. He kept no. doing fouls. I'm like, bro, you're, you already have a yellow. <laughs> like, like you know that right? Like yeah. you only get one more, you're, you're gone. Yeah, <laughs> but that, that was a little luckily bit nothing happened because you know the end of the game. But like, I I was really concerned. I'm like, wow, like because to be honest with you, I'm I mean, Ben already knows this. Uh, listeners may or may not. I'm not as big of a USL nerd as Ben is. <laughs> yeah, I like the independents, and that's about all I watch. So yeah. I the only thing I knew about Dane Kelly is we didn't want him to score <laughs> because. We wanted Jorge to have more goals than him for the all-time <laughs> yeah, record. Yeah. Now, obviously, we now. want him to score. <laughs> you know, and Jorge's retired, so it's a little flipped. Yeah. But literally, that's all I know about him is that he scores a lot of goals. Yeah. And um, that was pretty surprising to see a forward be that aggressive. Yeah, it was definitely different, that's mm. for sure. Um, but kind of transitioning into the second half, I think as much as they still kept possession, and I think – I'd be remiss without mentioning it. We gave, not, I don't want it to say we gave them opportunities, but they had, yeah. they took the chances they had. Um, I think we did pretty darn good in the second half, all things considered. I mean, yeah. I think kind of, I don't think we, 
I don't think it necessarily looked like the first game of the season for us in a lot of ways. Because like the biggest takeaway I've seen, and I don't want to, well, I really don't care. But like <laughs> the NCFC game versus Louisville game specifically, shade throwing time. I mean, it, if it wasn't, if it was any other team, I would still mention it. But like North yeah, Carolina okay. just looked gassed in the second half. Uh huh. And like. That could have very easily happened to us. Mm-hmm. Like we've played preseason games, of course, but like a lot of our guys have not played full ninety and not ninety together and not in an actual game that matters. So like that's one thing that I was kind of concerned about after seeing um North Carolina, like they were down a goal and they still like they had no drive. Like mm. they had no conviction to do anything. And we were still making those runs and Enzo was still doing Enzo things and right. I mean, all things considered, we – I don't think you could have seen this game and thought, like, oh, this is a the first game of the season. People are tired. People are – Yeah, no. Um, and I think there was still – obviously, there was moments where we didn't look completely on the same page, but we – I think we did pretty darn good, all things considered. Um, well, and in the second half, too, like, hat tip to Brandon Miller because he had yeah. a, a – ludicrous game yeah i I feel like it's a sin it's almost been 22 minutes and we didn't talk about him till now because that dude kept us in the game yeah he was just phenomenal the saves he was making i mean that one diving save he made around 71st 72nd minute something like that was Mm -hmm. because at that point it was still 1-1 and you're like just i mean if they scored that could have killed all the momentum for us yeah i mean there was definitely some times where they like i said they had chances where they they took advantage of them and they took their shots and put them on target. And I mean, Brandon came up huge in a lot of moments. Yeah, um, I think you may have already said his 10 saves he had. On yeah. The the 10 saves. Yeah. I mean, they had 13 total shots and 10 of them were on target. So like, I thought they had 20 shots. Um, I thought I saw somewhere they had 20 no, shots. Yet, well, that's confusing. Fought mobs weird. Cause it definitely, Oh, seven shots were blocked. That's stupid. That shouldn't oh. count for a shot. You don't yeah, know where that's going. Yeah. But either way, whatever. Um, you're right though. Twenty total shots technically. But either yeah, way, that's like that's a pretty good like. They had a, Brandon Miller was tested and he did really well. Is is yeah. the the TLDRR in that one? Mm. Um, I mean, literally no Kansas City player scored. In exactly. This game. Like we, not once. We had never scored against Sporting Kansas City two or Swope Park. Uh, may they rest in peace. <laughs> And we scored three times today, technically. Mm. So, and even still, we scored twice. And I think uh, moving on to the the second in game-winning goal, I think, yeah. I think it really shows you what Dane can bring to the table because, yeah. um, I mean, I've been kind of concerned looking at what we have and thinking, ooh, okay, we've got dynamic wingers and we've got well, we've got dynamic fullbacks in Joel and Duke that will get forward. And if they're going to put in crosses, I think that's great. But I don't think Dane Kelly and his not six-foot self is going to get on the end of those. Yeah. But I think, like I said, this shows you what he's going to do, that he's going to be a fox in the box and he's going to be persistent because I think you could kind of tell because he's playing against his old team too. Yeah. Is one thing to keep in mind, but he, I think you could like sense the frustration leaving him when he scored. Yeah. And the fact that it wasn't like an easy goal. Um, what did you think about it? I mean, I'd like to break down the whole play cause it was just so great. So like first, the uh, the Kansas city keeper, you know, does a kick out to about midfield and, um, Hugh gets there first and then the ball yeah. kind of bounces away and then he gets it again at the same time getting uh one of their players but i felt like he got the ball first yeah i'm very biased so i don't know but i really did try to look at it objectively and even the the, the homer announcers were like one of them was like yeah i don't think i found one was like you got away with one there you should have got a yellow but like you know he did what he had to do to get the ball and to get it to a player he got to you too and then put it out to oh i'm blanking on his name the other nashville player uh hawkinson yes hawkinson yeah Got out to him, uh, off to the left, and then he crossed it in for Dane. And like, it kind of was weird because it was kind of behind Dane, and he like kind of like bent over to try to get it. And I think a Kansas City player touched it first, mm. but then he got the ball, shot it right into the dude's chest, mm-hmm. and then like the composure he had at that moment yeah. to like, it felt like 
it was kind of in slow motion because he didn't panic. He didn't sprint for the ball. Mm -hmm. He got the ball under control. Another defender was coming up on him, and he just set himself up to score the goal. It was like in that moment, I was like, I see why this guy is the leading scorer in USL all time. Like, okay, I get it. This dude has composure. Like, Mm -hmm. phenomenal. And I screamed so loud in this house. Like, if my wife had been home, she'd have been like, what are you doing? But, like, (laughs) it was just – so great and just to get a game winner like that so close to the end and for you know i mean first game for the team officially to get a goal for a striker that's fantastic and honestly it, this feels like the first time we've had like a proper striker like in a while yeah because like yeah I'm i know Enzo's that. listed as a forward but i feel like he's an attacking mid mm-hmm. and like you know he had some great moments i mean shoot one thing we didn't mention from the first half, that one pass he did put out to Dane that the keeper just got there ahead of Dane. I really yeah. thought that was going to be the first goal. Like, I don't know yeah, if you remember. Yeah, it was pretty yeah, early I do remember on. That. that was early in the first half, yeah. And then, and then Enzo, like, I, I swore he scored until... Yeah, that, <laughs> you know that what was I mean? one of the weirdest moments I think I've ever had in... Well, not ever, but like one of the weirder <laughs> moments I've had watching soccer because twofold, I think it was... And maybe this didn't happen on your stream and it was just ours, but this was like right after there was a moment where we were attacking on the left side of their box mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the stream got slow and then it yeah. got quick and got yeah, slow yeah, yeah. again. And I was that like, happened. what? The, like my brain isn't functioning properly. <laughs> like and how much beer have I had? I think maybe, maybe it's because I was yelling curl, curl when Enzo hit the ball, but I was like, oh, he's going to curl it. And then I was like, wait the ball should be in the net because it looked like he hit it great, but of yep. course it was deflected. Yeah. I think I think Enzo looked really good, all things considered. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think there was definitely, not to be critical of Enzo, but there was definitely some moments where I feel like he was, I don't, I don't it's, it feels weird to say, but I feel like he was trying too much in some ways. Oh, that's um, kind of the thing he does. Like, I yeah. mean, typically you see it in frustrating moments in the season where like, he'll put in some crazy shots that you know are going to sky or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember that as much in this game, to be honest, but maybe because I felt like – I definitely didn't feel like they were going to score on us, so I felt less nervous. Like, honestly, like, in a way draw at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't have been upset with. Yeah. So, like, maybe because of that I didn't notice it as much, but um, I thought he had a great game. And it was a shame that that – because that looked like such a pretty shot and then it just – you know, deflect and was it. that before or after we scored? I believe it was after Dan Kelly goal. Yeah, I think I believe it, was it was after. I, I didn't um, write it down or anything, but I'm pretty sure it but, was. Um, yeah, and another thing I wanted to mention too is, of course, we did have uh, Hawkinson that we mentioned who is a left winger who came mm-hmm. on for Gebhardt in the whatever, some minute. I don't, I'm gonna, I don't know what minute it was. It, to be honest, I missed it. Really and then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> well, well, it was weird too because I think he came on when... He came on for Gebhardt, and I think like the announcers mentioned it, or there there was a graphic that came up. There was a substitution, and then I looked and I was like, "Wait, that looks like Roy Ortiz is on, or Ray Ortiz." Not I Roy. think they came on at the same time. They did. Well, yeah. that was that's why I was confused about it. I was like, "Wait, I thought Hawkinson just came on, right?" And, De- and Derek came off. So who else came off? But of course, it was Valentin for Ray and uh, right Hawkinson for Gebhardt, but. Uh, I think Ray looked really good. I mean, oh I think God. he so fast, so good with the ball. Yeah, um, I think if I'm not was, mistaken, he set up Enzo for that almost goal. I think Man. he did. Yeah, they their interplay and exchange and whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. I think was really good. Um, I was pretty excited looking at highlights and things of that nature with him because I mean he's he's super athletic. Yeah, um, I couldn't tell you any of his college stats, but I think he's. It was like a lot for I think it was Portland he played Portland, for. Portland, yeah, Portland yeah, he, Pilots. I don't know where they play yeah, in but the NCAA. He, I know but he yeah. scored like a good bit of goals and had even more assists. I remember them yeah. mentioning that on the broadcast. That's the only reason I kind of know. Yeah, but I think he, I think he'll be a player to watch for us because yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't know that he's going to go back to FC Cincinnati this season because I feel I mean he's a super draft pick, so I don't want to say it's a fringe pick, but it's kind of like a. I think it's great for us because he looks super talented mm-hmm. and it's we we're getting an, we're giving not we are but with playing for us he has an opportunity to prove himself yeah. at this level to prove to FC Cincinnati that he deserves an MLS contract mm-hmm. well 
MLS playing time. He already has a contract, yeah, of course. But yeah, um, I do, think do he you did know really if the good. option is he can go back anytime? Because I, I remember uh, when they announced the two Nashville guys, they mentioned that Meyer or Mayer had a potential to go back at any point, but they didn't mention oh. the other one. I didn't, I didn't look into it, to be honest with you, but I, I, I'd be curious to see. Well, I, I hope he does really good, but not great. Because then if he does great, then FC Cincinnati will take him back. That's but, the problem with the loan system. It's yeah. like you want these guys to come in and make an impact, but you're like, God, they make too much of an impact. Then next year we're going to have a hole. Yeah, and that's – but I, I think he did really good. I mean, I, I do want to mention, too, if you look it up, there's like a if – you look if you Google him, this is how I found it. Um, <laughs> Ray Ortiz soccer and look under videos. There's a video he did – uh, when he was in college, I think the Portland Pilots put it together or whatever, but it kind of tells his story and about how he's uh, his parents immigrated um, from Mexico. Um, and I think he referred to himself as a dreamer uh, in that yeah. way. Um, so it was it was really cool to hear his story and about how mm. like he moved, I think, from San Diego to L.A., and like lived with a friend or something just mm-hmm. to be in the LA Galaxy uh, academy system and kind of wow. moved through that and just how you like the conviction he spoke with about just playing the game of soccer and the passion he spoke with I think was makes me excited about him because he has a lot to prove and I think a lot to play for in a lot of ways um, and I think he showed a lot of it in the game too like he was. I think one of the biggest things I was concerned about with our roster at the moment is that while we are young and I like that, we're mm-hmm. also very inexperienced. Um, yeah, it's the youngest thing we've ever had, right? I, I don't know for a fact, but I'd be very surprised if it's not. Yeah, I mean, if anything, just Jorge not being there would bring you know the oldest player down a bit. Yeah, I mean, I think the oldest players we have are like, I forget their ages specifically and not to call out Brandon, but uh, <laughs> Brandon, Kayvon, Enzo, and Dane are like our four oldest players. Yeah, they're somewhere between old. twenty-nine and thirty. Yeah, and that's really not even that old, all things considered. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I know there's there's players around the league that are thirty-three plus, and like I Tim mean, Howard's Jorge like 40, 41. What? How old was Jorge last year? Uh, thirty-nine. 30? I think. Yeah, I mean, um, so th- I mean, and that's the thing is like even as old as we are, we're not that old, right? Um, which hopefully we're not old because. I'm almost 30, so that's not old, I don't think. <laughs> but that's a whole nother thing. Um, but yeah, I think that the substitutes we brought in, like, brought in a spark. Like, they weren't, Yeah. oh, we got to do something. Yeah. Like, throw somebody out there. Um, now, what do you think about them bringing in center back, NC Fusion, man, <laughs> Casey Penland, to play uh, striker? Yeah, well, when I first saw it, I was like, Okay, cool. Uh, so we're doing like a five-man backline, and we're right. parking the bus. Right. Totally cool with it. I didn't realize we were pulling a Jungsu, right, uh, and putting a defender as a forward. Right. Um, so that surprised me. I mean, I think. I mean, it was fine. It was at the end of the game. Yeah, but I, it was, I think it was interesting. If memory serves me right, which my memory is terrible, mm. uh, but I think he also did. I think he actually played attacker at some capacity. I don't remember. But in college or something. Right, so, I mean, right, right. He's, a, he's a rookie, too, so it wasn't that long ago. But right. if nothing else, like you're throwing out a young athletic guy who's going to run at the uh, the tired sporting Kansas City mm-hmm. two players. Um, I mean, maybe they figured if like they're going to hold up play and keep the ball away and all that, a fresh guy up there who yeah. maybe he's good on the ball. It doesn't, because like they're not trying to score at that point. So, like, mm-hmm. maybe they're just, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, you know, put him up there, and uh, obviously it didn't hurt us. We still won the game two one, and uh, so great to get to a win at the beginning of the year like that, man. Yeah, awesome. I mean, and on the road. Yeah, on the road. Which, um, for those that don't remember last year, which a lot of us don't, because it was B- blocked it out. Yeah. did we play last year? <laughs> we the last time we played was twenty eighteen, I believe. Oh, okay, uh, we were on hiatus last year. Last <laughs> year, but um, the first away game we won last year was in October seventh. Um, that's pretty so, bad. So, oh wait, is today? Oh, I thought today or October sixth, seventh is my birthday. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, well, like we won a away game for the first time like months before we did last year. Yep. And shout out to James Thomas. Yeah. Um, the last time we came from behind and won was 
1,077 days ago. That's a long at time. At the time of recording. Well, that doesn't really matter, That's but whatever. That's game, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, OCB was in the league back then. Is that who we came behind against? I, I believe so, yeah, um, according to James as well. Okay. But um yeah, like that's crazy. Yeah, that's like, awesome. That's cool. And like, like I kind of said, like I think we, like the intensity level and the, I think at times when we like, are, I don't want to say intensity, but like our drive to win was constantly up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. and I think there was moments last year where we, maybe you, maybe it's it's in hindsight that you're looking at moments and you're like, Oh, well the, there was a lapse here, a lapse there. Yeah. But I feel like we constantly were on the front foot in trying to take advantage of opportunities. And I think that's one thing that was a little different this year. And maybe mm -hmm. it was just the opponent. I'm sure it'll be different against other teams, but like, yeah, I mean, it's one game. It wasn't like a traditional Jeffries win in the sense of like, we had like, less than 40% possession yeah. and we didn't have a ton of opportunities. Yeah. But like we took advantage of a lot of them. I, mm -hmm. I mean, I think other than like the Jack Mayer opportunity and like maybe one other one, we didn't like just forfeit gimme opportunities. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, for sure. There wasn't like, "Oh my god, how did we miss that?" Yeah, like there yeah. there were the moments we had we took advantage of and we grabbed and scored. Like we had four shots on target and two of them were goals. It's pretty good. Let me ask you this. What about this game concerns you? Is there anything that concerns you about? It's too realistic, Chris. This is an optimistic <laughs> podcast. Too optimistic. No, Alex said um, I had to bring you down a little bit because <laughs> I, I, I would put myself somewhere between you two. And it's part of one thing I told Alex, if he ever wants to come back, he needs to come back because I like y'all's dynamic because he's yep. a lot more cynical. Yeah, you. a lot more cynical. And more cynical than me, honestly. But it works in a lot of ways. But I'm trying to like ask questions of, because to be honest with you, there's only a thing or two I can think of that I'm like, I don't know if it's nitpicky, but like one thing I did notice, particularly in the first half, and actually you could argue led to that first goal, it seemed like we were really vulnerable on the wings. Yeah, I was about to say and, the same thing. Yeah, um, attacking down the wings, and it was like, okay. I did notice in the second half at least, it seemed like whenever our wing backs would go forward, on the wing backs, outside backs would go yeah. forward, our defensive mid guys would kind of drop back in that spot. Mm -hmm. So that's good, but I, I was wondering, you know, why that is if it, i mean you have you can't be perfect on defense or whatever but yeah is that something that we need to be concerned about because it did put in a lot of chances that brandon had to swat away i mean i think you not took my chance the, the what i would say i is, answered my own question my you, bad you did answer your own question <laughs> in a lot of ways i think that's the the only bit of concern i'd have is that we did get exposed we we provided a lot of space on the wings mm. i'd say so I don't even know that it's a huge concern, but that'd be one thing that I'm like, okay, we got to work on that. I'm assuming Jeffries is like, this is a plan, a, an opportunity to improve. Mm -hmm. I think all things considered, I think we did really good. I mean, I'd yeah. love to see uh, Dane get more involved in, yeah. in, in some ways, I think. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know. I, it, the no, I know what you mean. Is, there wasn't that many. There wasn't that many opportunities. I mean, you said yeah. Jeff had four shots. Mm -hmm. You know, so maybe on goal or whatever. I guess the only nitpick thing that I'd say is like, we're not always going to convert fifty percent of our shots. Yeah. So like, there's that. But at the same time, I mean, I don't think there was like major things where I'm like, oh god, I'm really concerned because, yeah. kind of like I said, I think when. I mean, there was a couple times here and there, but I think a lot of the time, a lot of the chances they had weren't like glaring mistakes or mm -hmm. like huge, big concerns, I'd say. So, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think, I don't know if that answers the question, but that, that's no, how no, no, I know what you mean. I, I think the only other thing I'm thinking of, and it's more or less just roster concerns, is if Mayer does go back yeah. to nashville who do we have a center back is casey ready to step in or yeah. do we need another more senior guy in there and also who is dane kelly's backup yeah i mean i think those are the two as far as overarching roster concerns those are yeah. the big ones i'd have because yeah. i feel like otherwise we're pretty i don't want to say we're deep because we aren't but i think 
don't there's, know that there's, there's a huge potential there. Yeah, and I don't think there was there was like a huge drop off between our substitutes and our yeah, main no. guys. I wouldn't say so. Um, but of course, when we don't have anybody, in when we don't have competition, it's not a great thing. Like, yeah, if Mayer goes back, Casey's automatically starting, and that's like number one, a lot of pressure on him because he's a rookie, and number two, a lot of pressure on him because he's literally the only guy there. Like, are we going to put Kevon there as a center back, which yeah. is an option? Yeah. But I mean, that's not like. It's not the best option, probably. Yeah, like yeah. then we're gonna have to drop Enzo back as a midfielder, or whatever the case may be. Right, like right, it's right. not an optimal thing. Um, but, but maybe some of these young guys will prove themselves. I mean, maybe that's part of the idea is you have young guys in there who actually have competition as opposed to yeah, they know they're gonna be on the bench. Could be. I don't know. It's just something I was thinking about, and you know, with it being our first episode, it seems like kind of a good preview since we have most of the roster, assumably, you know, in stone at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think. I'll definitely say this too. I think this time compared to last year, I'd love to look at it. I'd be I'd be surprised if we didn't have two more guys on the bench this game compared to last year. Oh yeah, it felt so like we barely had any. As much as we do have concerns, I think I'd be surprised if they're not addressed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but right. I get what you're. I'm I'm totally with you though. Right, right. Um, so. Typically, what we'll do on these episodes is recap a game and then, I guess, kind of a mini preview of the one going forward. Because with you being the USL nerd you are, I'm sure you'll have watched uh, whatever our next opponent will be in the future. Although, Maybe. Pittsburgh did not play. Yeah, they played Toronto FC, too. Like, behind closed um, doors or there wasn't... Yeah. It was a friendly. It was 0-0. Yeah. There's which, really not much to preview with that. So. No. And, like, I don't want to, like, conspiracy theory this, but, like, for some reason, Pittsburgh's always started in week two the last three years ever since bob lilly's been there they have never since bob lilly's been in pittsburgh they have never opened the season in week one did rochester do that beforehand it's a good question i need to look that up well i probably yeah. can't actually because usl doesn't yeah, do, do a good go job so far of, back yeah but, but either way I, I don't know i wanted to bring that up because i took time to figure it out and it was accurate so huh. i think they also like lost every game so it's not a good so, strategy. It's if not it a is good a strategy, strategy, but it's a thing. <laughs> if I mean, if it's if it's something Bob Lilly's doing and pulling strings to pull off, it's not a good thing. But whatever. <laughs> hey, man, hopefully it will still not be a good thing when we yeah. play him this Saturday. I mean, yeah, I think as a mini preview, I don't know what to make of Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, they're Bob Lilly, so there's that. But like, we're gonna win one zero. There you go. You heard <laughs> like, it. I mean, you, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, I doubt it's going to be a high score. Do, do we ever have high scoring games with Bob Lilly? I mean, I know we did whenever he was in Rochester and we beat him like 4 1 or 4 2. Yeah, something like that. I think Brandon was in goal for that. I game think for so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know that we have. I'm trying to think when Herrera had the. The Olympico or whatever. Uh, Olympico. <laughs> Galactico. But yeah, I mean, I, I, all things considered, I think it'll be a an interesting game, and yeah. I think it'll be a very Bob Lilly-like game. I think it'll be low scoring, like you said. I mean, I'd be yeah. surprised if there's um, if it's a five four high flying yeah. race. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's yeah. this Saturday coming up at the Sportsplex. All y'all should be there. It's yeah. gonna be fun. Get to support our guys for the first time this year. It's going to be soccer. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm really excited I'm to too. have Charlotte soccer back. Like, it's fun watching, you know, like Arsenal and things like that. But it's nothing like your hometown team. And I, I just cannot. I like today was so exciting for me, and I can't wait to actually watch them in person as well. But um, mm -hmm. I guess before we go, we should just uh, update people because things are going to be a little bit different on Talking Jacks this yeah, year. Yeah, we didn't really that we should mention. Yeah, that. I think we were going to do that at the beginning, <laughs> and then we dove into the game. But um, I don't know, you just want me to do it? Oh, I guess I, I can mean, do I, it. Yeah, sorry. Up, I mean, I'm whatever. a terrible host. Um, but yeah, so our, our our tentative plan is to do uh, recaps on Mondays. Yeah, they will be released on Mondays, I should mm. say. Um, and then Thursdays, an interview slash preview depending on how it's going to work i mean the, the interviews are going to range anything from like sort of what we did last year with like supporter um based previews yeah um like but you also, might talk to someone at pittsburgh this week mm -hmm. just kind of depends on the scheduling so yeah. this thursday we may not have an episode just depending on that i'm guessing yeah but after that we will be consistent and have episodes on mm -hmm. thursdays um but it'll either be like i said like a supporter 
preview interview type thing a little bit. What I'm going to try to do this year too to change it up a little bit is kind of interview the person behind the supporter and the supporter culture stuff and get to know the person that supports the other team. Um, yeah, I think it'd be interesting just to but, learn different how different things work in different areas because like yeah. every supporter culture is a little different and mm-hmm. just seeing how they come about, how they grow, I think it'll be really interesting and I think people will like to hear that. Hopefully so. Or if yeah. not, nobody will and it'll be weird. Well, if not, but, they'll let us know, but that's not <laughs> the only thing we'll be doing. Whenever we're not doing those interviews on Thursdays, uh, we're going to actually sit down and talk with uh, independence players coaches yeah, and yeah, staff yeah. i'm actually really excited about this because it was something me and ben uh when we did if any of you listened to amateur hour uh we really enjoyed was traveling to different games and getting to know you know the people behind the teams and whatnot but the cool thing about doing with independence is we can go really deep on it like uh not only do i want to interview you know coaches players and staff for the first team i don't know if you guys know or not but we actually now have four amateur teams yeah we've got year. a ton yeah is it we, only four well, for for like you know U twenty three level, I'd say, because we okay. got the one team in the 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 USL League two, uh, formerly SC Discoveries. Yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, we do have an episode on Amateur Hour where we interview someone there. I don't Shameless know how relevant it will be. Only plug one podcaster. I'm just saying. If I mean, to be honest, we'll probably interview him again if he's still the guy for them this year. So yeah, you might not even want to listen to old news by this point. But uh, and on the WPSL side, there's actually three teams. Uh, because it was like with the um, yeah, it is three yeah because with yeah. like I can't remember all the academies that merged to become Independence SC but every one of those teams had a WPSL team and I figured oh they're going to make one super team no they just kept no. it three teams it's going to be like I think it's Independence North Central and South I think that's right yeah I think so um, and we don't have East and West yet we'll get there <laughs> but I, I would love to uh, I'm hoping to interview people there to kind of learn things like why didn't they do a super team and yeah. uh, how interlinked are these teams going to be, different mm-hmm. things like that. And then also, I don't know, I don't think you've mentioned it on the pod before, but um, we sent a team down for the USL Academy Cup. Uh, yeah, for the we haven't Conference. mentioned that yet. They were undefeated. Yeah. They had the best goal differential, I think. The I think best they had defense. the best defense. Yeah, what whatever that comes out to be. They had the right. best defense in the entire USL country yeah. It's not really a thing, but whatever. And like, um, I think it would be interesting to learn how that all came about, what that experience yeah. was like, and really how our whole academy works. And I, I, think, I think if we can learn all that, it'll be amazing. I think two of the, well, not two of, I think, I know for a fact one of the academy contract uh, players we signed was on that team. I think it was Joseph Skinner or Joe mm-hmm. Skinner. But the other one, Owen Barber, may have been on that team as well. Right. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, they're really both cool. academy guys. I know that for sure. Yeah. Um, and maybe they'll end up on the um, USL League Two team as well. I mean, they, you never yeah, know. And that, so. That's one thing that it'd be cool. It'll be interesting to see how that works out. Um, and sh- not, I don't even know if this is a plug, but if you happen to be an Independence SC person involved with the group in listening or a player of the Independence proper or sc and want to be on the show we have dms <laughs> um also you can just reach out so on twitter or whatever right um but i figure i'd throw that out there for the hell of it right um, okay but yeah also uh is there anything else with the notes and news for the podcast that we uh, talk not about? That i can think of that's pretty much okay it okay um there's one thing i wanted to plug which if you're listening to this after tuesday it will be pointless womp, womp. <laughs> uh it'll be possibly available for you the next Tuesday. But mm-hmm. something uh, Jason Bailey is bringing up this year for Jack's Militia is Tasting Tuesdays, which is mm-hmm. the hottest new thing in <laughs> Charlotte, I hear. Um, people like to eat food on Tuesday nights. Yeah. So we figured we'd get together and eat food together in Charlotte. Um, the f- Basically, the premise, before I go down the rabbit hole too far, is we're going to get together with players of ranging quantities throughout the year and just have meals on Tuesdays and like mm-hmm. uh, hang out and do things we can't do in other leagues and stuff. So like, it's going to be cool. It We're makes it like, sound like you're doing something illegal. Well, it may be illegal in some states. I don't know. In some <laughs> leagues, it may be illegal. I don't know. That sounded right, then. weird. But, it's not uh, what I pictured you... when I thought of Tasting Tuesday, but okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think it's going to be a semi-reoccurring thing depending on 
how many people show up to the first one. <laughs> so show up. Yeah, so show up. But the first one, if you are listening to this before Tuesday, is going to be at Shea Gaucho mm-hmm. in Charlotte. It is over on Old Pineville Road and is a Argentinian-Uruguay uh, restaurant that is owned by the Martinez Brothers family. Yeah, Parents, I think. I think it's parents. Yeah, I think it's his parents. But apparently it's really good. And they have like... Uh, the Martinez brothers MLS jerseys up on their ceiling they and all do. this cool stuff. And uh, I'm really upset. I'm not going to be able to go because I have classes all Tuesday. So like Damn. literally, I don't think I, like I don't, what time does it start? Uh, I should know that, shouldn't I? Definitely, if you're plugging it for um, a podcast, <laughs> should um, I just stop it now or make you search for it? And no, I can look it, it up in? real quick. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. there we go. Tasting mm-hmm. Tuesday checkout show. Seven o'clock. But yeah, it should be really cool. And you should go because players will be there. Yeah, I mean so why not? It would like I really wish I could go. It sounds amazing. Um and yeah, like who doesn't want to eat dinner? Like what other pro team can you have dinner with some of the players and just get to know them better? Like that's just I mean Yeah, amazing. I almost hate to say it, but I will. I don't think I've seen any other team that's doing anything like this. Yeah. So like that's awesome. We're gonna get to like eat meals and hang out with players. Like, yeah. So. But yeah, it's all gonna Tuesday. be dependent on if people go and do it. So. Check it out. Yeah. Well, that about wraps it up. So for Ben, I'm Chris. Thanks for listening, and we'll have another talking jacks for you soon. Woo!